This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking about a great new book, Unsafe at Any Meal, What the FDA Does Not Want You to Know About the Foods You Eat. And uh, the author knows whereof she speaks uh, because she has worked for the Environmental Protection Agency and the Food and Drug Administration. And um, in spite of her clarion calls, for better food labeling and regulation, uh, she kind of got sidelined. Uh, so she decided to work outside the government. In 2010, she founded the Food Ingredient Health Research Institute. Uh, she's written numerous articles, published in peer-reviewed journals, and uh, she is the author of Unsafe at Any Meal. So Dr. Dufo, um other problems besides the heavy metal residues that we find in our food. Uh, pesticides, glyphosate, uh, what about those? Well, the pesticide exposure is associated with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ADHD, autism, developmental delay. Uh, just uh, there's no, uh, all, and this studies, many, many, many studies. This isn't just one study, two study. I mean, we've been studying pesticides for a long time, and organophosphate pesticides like glyphosate have been on the market for a very long time. And they're used uh, quite commonly for shelf life. For example, uh, malathion, which is an organophosphate pesticide, is uh, applied repeatedly in wheat in the silos. So, so you can apply it as you need to keep down the grasshoppers in the uh, bugs, uh, up to five years, the grain can stay in the silo and have numerous applications. And that goes on to be, you know, that makes bread and crackers and everything. And we, we know that there are pesticide residues in bread and crackers. So uh, as opposed to organic wheat, which the lo- they can't put pesticides on the organic wheat during storage, it has to be kept in a temperature-controlled environment, in a refrigerated environment in the silo for expensive. only up to one year. Yeah. So, so there's there's rules in in terms of uh, what how much pesticides you can you can put on uh, various crops and when you can put them on there and so on to in order for the uh, products to become available to make other food products. So, um, pesticides are a part of uh, the way it's always been done, and uh, it takes a lot to get a pesticide that's on the market off the market. And, for example, chlorpyrifos, which is a really nasty pesticide mm-hmm. that has so many links to... It was recently in the news. Yeah, developmental disorders, just terrible. And, anyway, in Hawaii, we were able to uh, ban it, okay? And, of course, it's banned in Europe, and, you know, it's just a nasty, nasty uh, pesticide. But an EPA was looking at banning it, but then, of course, now we, it's not going to be banned. 
you know, you get a change in, uh, you know, whoever, whoever's in charge, and, and then things go by yeah, the wayside. There's, so, there's a tendency towards uh, deregulation, uh, you know, to uh, rev the economy, you know, and I'm all for that. But uh, when it comes to making environmental regulations more lax, um, you know, it's going to ultimately going to have a negative repercussion on the economy because more and more people become sick and dependent on uh, governmental support. Uh, we're going to break the bank of our medical system. Uh, we really need to change our approach. Absolutely. Yeah. And then these other things that we eat in our diet can suppress the genes that we need to operate in order mm-hmm. to metabolize and excrete the uh, pesticide residues. Yeah, this so what I actually it, found very fascinating about your book is I recently uh, have begun testing my patients for precisely some of those genes that you talk about in the book. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves this question, you know, if we're all exposed to toxins, why do some of us, you know, uh, live happily to 105 and maintain our uh, cognitive uh, function? Uh, and others, uh, you know, succumb to dementia, Parkinson's disease, uh, Alzheimer's at early ages, or, or similarly with kids. You know, some kids turn out fine. Other kids uh, develop autism, uh, attention deficit disorder. And uh, you point out in the book that it may have to do with the strength of certain genes in terms of regulating our detoxification mechanisms. Right. And diet. What are people eating? There is not. There are no really good studies on exactly how much whole food, whole, uh, you know, unprocessed food people eat, how much uh, organic food people eat, you know. And we've had these uh, choices for many years, probably 20, at least 20 years, probably 30 years, the way, the different way people eat. And, and so we don't really have any really good studies out there showing exactly, you know, what it is we're eating that may or may not contribute to our, our health. Mm-hmm. Condition. Yeah, it's hard to pick and up because the there's problem. so many there's so many factors in life, uh, right? You know, uh, so many environmental insults. It's hard to know where it's coming from. Uh, you in the book uh, kind of inveigh against uh, this uh, gluten-free, uh, you know, call it a, a food fad, because it's your contention that some gluten-free products are as bad or worse than the alternative. I mean, if you have celiac disease, obviously gluten-free, but you know, for people to you know, because it's trendy, you know, they want to be gluten-free, then they eat a lot of gluten-free products. Maybe not so good? Well, the thing is, is that the, the same symptoms of somebody who has celiac disease are the same symptoms you get when you're uh, sensitive to organophosphate pesticide exposure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you ha- if all your weed is contaminated with organophosphate pesticides, is it going to be, you know, what's the person's real problem? Is it a sensitivity to the pesticide residues, or is it truly uh, a celiac disease? So, so you're saying you it's the these alternative grains may pose the same hazard to people as do as does gluten. Right, and in fact, uh, I just talked to a, a friend recently whose uh, grandson was diagnosed with celiac. And the and the nutritionist on the scene had said, "Well, stay away from oats too for six months." Mm. You know, and it, oats oats there are no uh, there's no gluten in oats. Mm-hmm. So they the people out there they don't even know. I mean mm-hmm. they they say stay away from oats. Well, why? There's no gluten. If the person's got celiacs, mm-hmm. then they should be able to eat oats. So that there in itself, that recommendation, they're finding that people that have celiacs they say, "Oh, and stay away from oats too," even though there's no gluten in oats. So that begs the question, 
I believe that our the organophosphate pesticides are are messing up our systems. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some of the potential symptoms of organophosphate toxicity? Because we know that you know this terrible sarin gas that they've used against uh, Syrians uh, kind of worked that way, and it's a very drastic example of what happens when you mess up with mess with the uh, cholinesterase pathways of the human body. But in low-grade organophosphate toxicity, what might people experience? Might it be okay. subtle symptoms? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is gastroenteritis, intestinal abnormalities, mm-hmm. uh, I- increased infections. You know, maybe somebody appears to have uh, allergies, uh, cognitive dysfunction, anxiety, memory deficits, mm-hmm. uh, cold intolerance, constipation. Constipation is a big one for kids that are, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, parents think, oh, they're gluten, uh, they need to be on gluten-free foods. Uh, drowsiness, lethargy, fatigue, mm-hmm. uh, dry skin, uh, you know, uh, increased infections, like I said. So, so, thyroid dysfunction often is, uh, you know, also something that could, it, that could, could really be organophosphate pesticide poisoning. You know, it might look like somebody's thyroid is not working. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of doctors wouldn't even look at at pesticide uh, exposures because they don't know. They're not toxicologists. Uh, or, you know, as in the, in the state of New York, uh, they don't even allow uh, private physicians to run these tox screens because it's believed that uh, it would create undue alarm in the populace if they found that they oh. were, you know, it's like they just don't want to spread panic. Uh, oh, and, wow. And because what they would find... Uh, would be that these toxins are ubiquitous. And exactly. we don't want that message to get out because it would undermine public confidence in the health authorities. And, uh, you know, uh, they don't feel that people can be trusted with that, with that knowledge. Right. So the, the system has been corrupted, essentially. And we cannot trust what comes out of universities anymore here in the United States. Why do you, why do you say uh, that? Do you, do you, I mean, is there... There's a lot been written about how biased research is and how, uh, you know, people are engaged in grantsmanship and that really, uh, kind of preordains their conclusions. And of course, there's a lot of interest, industry sponsored stuff that exonerates, uh, vaccines right. and exonerates pesticides. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I'm talking about things that aren't published. Oh, okay. They can't be published. They're, they're deep sensed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean they're deep six. They won't. They, there are so many, like nutrition programs, for example, are often funded by uh, the very manufacturers <laughs> that are contributing to the problems. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of uh, money going into different uh, research institutions, whether it's medicine or whatever, and uh, or or like uh, even um, Bayer, you know, pharmaceutical companies that that also have agricultural interests now you know i mean there's so many corporations that are overlapping the the owners of glyphosate they bought themselves uh, kind of a headache when they bought bayer yeah they sure uh, did yeah which is the maker of uh, roundup um so so what is that the red flag that comes up for me is well they know enough about the problem that they know they're going to be able to come out with something else so they can withstand the money they're going to have to fork out for all these settlements Mm -hmm. so they already know these these companies like already know what's control. going on. They figure, you know, exactly. Yeah, okay. Breakage, breakage. You know, like any yeah. store owner knows that, you know, some people are going to pick up something and drop a 
expensive vase on the floor. They just write that off. Right. Yep. Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. Uh, so what's your take on uh, some of the new developments in the food industry? Uh, you know, these days the stock market's not doing so well, but if you bought stock in the Impossible Burger, uh, you'd be seeing really impressive gains. It's going through the roof. Uh, this new technology, which is going to deliver us uh, faux meat, uh, without yeah. the downsides of cholesterol and, you know, harming the environment, environmental devastation, high carbon footprint. What's your take on that? Well, you're still going to have chemicals involved in the production of these faux meats. You know, whether it's the, uh, if it's being cultured in a petri dish or whatever, you're still going to have chemical involvement. And, uh, so you're going to risk residues. So I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I, I have a garden and I uh, just bought a freezer and I, I you know, I'm uh, my my take on the matter is that I am going to produce the food I need and uh, avo- avoid uh, any processed foods. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, that's just my take because I, I know enough to know that that's what I need to do if I want to live another 20 years. So... In relative health, it's about quality of life. If you're going to live to be 85, do you want to have a good death, okay? Right. In other words, we're not, none of us are going to achieve immortality. Uh, the goal is not to live to be 120, but to, uh, you know, to, to die of natural causes, you know, without years and years of unnecessary suffering, uh, suffering. dependency exactly. on uh, high tech medicine, multiple drugs right. and surgical interventions. Exactly. Uh, that's ideal. Uh, so, when it comes to recommendations, what what sort of diet do you recommend people follow, and how can they avoid the perils of uh, processed foods? And you know, even you mentioned even that organic foods sometimes have are sometimes tainted uh, with these residues. How do you protect right. yourself from that? Well, for, for for you want to buy triple rinsed organic whenever possible. You uh, if you're talking lettuce or whatever. Uh, triple rinse that, you know, why would you triple rinse something organic? Well, because there's certain, uh, pesticides that you can use, chlorine chemicals, for example, on hmm. organic lettuce so that, you know, it can be, stay relatively good on the store, in, in the store. So you want to buy triple rinse. Uh, you want to, uh, buy organic whenever you can, take your chances and rinse it, rinse at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, should you, should you, you wanna, peel things? Should you, cause, uh, or should you uh, take a scrub brush? Yeah, I wouldn't. Potatoes or, you know, what? Yeah, you rinse and scrub potatoes and all that stuff. And then 
I wouldn't buy any rinses to put to spray yeah, on there. Sort of you know, magic, uh, you know, rinse. I mean, there's products that no water. You know, you just water and scrub. That there's been studies that shown that water and scrubbing works as well as anything else, if hmm. not better in some cases. So you know, I wouldn't waste my money on any uh, pre-prepared rinses, and. Uh, then you would want to stay away from refined foods. And in some cases, depending on your genes, like like even if I buy organic bread and I eat a lot of it, then I'm going to gain weight, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, I you know, I've learned to stay away from breads and, and chips, even if they're organic, you know, tortilla chips, yeah. chips. Uh, the, the things that it's better to eat whole foods and cook, you know, and prepare whole foods raw or cooked. And uh, single or ingredient things like rice, brown rice, um, limited processing, and then organic whenever possible. And then grow your own stuff and, and can. You know, have a have a garden going in the summer, and just look at it as your investment for your health, because you you're either going to pay now or you're going to pay later. So paying later with disease, and then you know is is really not. Uh, an option for some people. Have you despaired of any government or regulatory solutions? Because uh, you founded the Food Ingredient and Health Research Institute, and you're an activist on behalf of uh, better regulations when it comes to food. Is that uh, a lost cause, or should we be exerting pressure on our legislators to safeguard our food supply? I think you could exert pressure, but I don't know how responsive they would be, frankly, because we have the problems in our uh, system about campaign finance, right? Mm-hmm. So the campaign finance has to be reformed. And so I'm not sure that even if you talk to your congressman, you're going to get any action there. Right. And at the current time, I would say you probably, we, we got a lost cause. And uh, really, that, that we live, if you look at the United States, from the perspective that we have a free market economy, despite people who don't like regulations, the truth is you can buy, you can sell anything to anyone and say just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, it's all about making money. Yeah. And that's how the, the United States of America operates. And it has always operated that way. That's why we have so many things that have been grandfathered in. And, you know, I mean, people, it, it, it is, that's how it is. So, it's up to the consumer to educate themselves real, realistically and to provide the very best food for their families. And this is the reality. So uh, you're not going to be saved by the public health uh, agencies or the organizations or, or doing walks for breast cancer or whatever. None of this is going to fix the problem. The problem is going to be fixed at home. Individual individual families, that's how the problem gets fixed. And that's an important way in which we can uh, exert our influence, not necessarily at the ballot box, because the choices are really poor uh, when it comes to, you know, this aspect of our lives. You know, maybe, uh, you know, we can have more suasion when it comes to uh, foreign policy or, you know, other issues. Uh, but when it comes to the, the food supply, that you know, the government is not going to safeguard our food supply for us, and uh, industry isn't going to voluntarily uh, provide for us unless there's a profit motive, unless there's a constituency uh, within uh, the American public, perhaps a minority constituency, but a sizable minority constituency, who eschew processed foods and demand uh, more stringent standards, you know, and I think that Right. And it's happening. It is happening to some degree. Uh, 
Yeah, the the consumer pocketbook. All right, but be careful yep. when you go out there and buy something because the the manufacturers will put anything on mm-hmm. on a label to sell mm-hmm. it. I mean, they've got gluten free water <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen gluten free stuff that is like, why would you put gluten free on this? It's yeah. not even a grain. You know, I mean, it's insane, but this is what they do to to get people to, to buy their products. So you can't believe labels. Really, you cannot. Right. And, and the health food industry uh, has been, unfortunately, you know, co-opted. It's very amenable uh, to uh, industrialized solutions. And that may involve uh, ingredients that are they're suspect, like maltodextrin. You know, you know right. talk to us a little well, bit about that, That's ubiquitous in many, quote, healthy products. Uh, right. It's not a scary-sounding chemical, but what could it possibly do to us? Well, that's a corn uh, sweetener, maltodextrin. Mm-hmm. So it has the same potential for uh, inorganic mercury res- residue as any other corn sweetener. It's in the product line. Mm-hmm. So so the, the thing is, is that the health food industry has already been co-opted. They've already been co-opted by the major corporations. If you find out who's who owns these these major labels, you're going to find out that you know, there's some big companies that are conventional that now own the health food products. It's already been co-opted. Mm-hmm. And what their bottom line is is not necessarily a commitment to the health of consumers, uh, but to their uh, stockholders in the bottom line. Right. It's about getting the money. We, our, our country is founded on money. Foot greed. Get as much as you can. <laughs> Okay, There's so, a race, I guess. So it's, it's for us to uh, exert vigilance. Uh, your book uh, it does a deep dive on, on many of the potential problems in our food supply and provides consumers with the information they need to know. So uh, how can people obtain it? Usual sources? Yes, uh, Amazon.com uh, is the, most, the easiest way to get it and the fastest way to get it. You can go into your local bookstore and ask for it. They're not carrying it, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Very few bookstores carry it. Uh, very few it doesn't garner the... simply exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... Even mom and pop shops, yeah. they, you know, you have to ask for it and they might get it for you. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even those bookstores are sort of, you know, co-opted by really, really big publishers. So well, if I still had my own food store, I would feature your book front and center because uh, it really helps uh, consumers make more discerning choices. So the book is Unsafe in Any Meal. Let's spell your last name. Uh, it's uh, your Dr. Renee Dufault, and that's, uh, you know, like uh, French spelling, D-U-F-A-U-L-T. English pronunciation might be Dufault, right? Correct. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Unsafe at Any Meal is the book. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant. 
and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.